Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio Show 161, coming to you from River Road Studios in Eugene, Oregon. This show is sponsored by Ace High Heat Graphics, custom printed shirts, t-shirts, pants, hats, you name it. If you want to raise money for your organization, selling t-shirts is one of the quickest ways to do it, and they can help you figure out the best shirt and the best ink to be able to figure out the best profit for your fundraising program. Contact them at sales at acehighheatgraphics.com. We're also brought to you by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free integrated health clinic in Springfield, Oregon. We are a 501c3, and we believe healthcare is a human right. You can get a hold of us at occupy-medical.org. Get healthy now with Candace. Get healthy now with Candace. I do consults both near and far. If you'd like to sign up, you can get on the schedule um, at gethealthynowwithcandace.com. And what's your specialty? Oh, I love working with people who are struggling with digestive issues and nervous issues like nervous anxiety, insomnia, Mm -hmm. things that are of the nervous system and often stress-related. And often the two go hand in hand. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Hunter Creation. Hey, did you ever want to sell something online? Did you ever want to like, grow your business from the garage, take your business from the garage to to the world? I can help you with that. At Hunter Creation, we can uh, consult with you to find the best way to um, use e-commerce in your favor, whether that's you know a WordPress plugin, whether that's using a big commerce, whether that's using Equid. There's a million little uh, e-commerce ideas out there. I've done and produced a lot of them. So I can help you pick the right one to move your garage business to a global business. So contact me, Patrick, at Hunter Creation Graphic Design and Website Design at um, huntercreation.com. Oh, Sierra, okay. Sierra, Sierra Lupe Herbal <laughs> Consulting. We have a brand new weed, the Royal Me. <laughs> me and, me and, and God. And I have, <laughs> uh, have, have a new email. So take note of this, folks. It's Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting at gmail.com. And I do um, I, I do herbal consulting with that I work with people that already have a diagnosis. I can do it a distance or I can come to your house if you're in the area, which is the Eugene Springfield area. If y'all are on the East Coast, I'm not coming over there. I'm so sorry. Unless they pay your travel fees and expenses, in which case I'm betting you'd probably consider it. Okay. Yeah. Then we yeah, might as well go to the Bahamas. Right. Well, no, you now know? you're getting greedy. Well, okay. But, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, there, there's right. the dream is out it's, there. It's, it's the secret. If I, if I put it out there to yours, then I'll get to go to the Bahamas for an herbal consult. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I suspect that what would make you feel happy is sitting under this coconut tree right now. Actually getting out from under the coconut tree and having the cabana boy shade you because you don't Cabana. want coconut hit you in the head no you don't that's hurts yeah i can tell you that yeah hurts. that would take different herbs for sure yeah yep. yeah all right well other than that go ahead and get a hold of sue at sierra lupe herbal consulting at gmail.com nice okay so how can people help us people always ask me how can we help you how can we people always, always ask, ask you that always always ask. Ask. how can how can how can say, i as a as a is a consumer of your practical herbalism realism radio podcast and website, how you're, can I help you? You're listening right now. One thing you can do is write a review for okay, us. Great. Another thing you can do is you can check go on to Amazon and check out the ebooks that we have because we have a number of them. How would they find them? Why they would use a search engine 
They would go to Amazon.com. <laughs> oh, so you think. They'd go Man, to Amazon. Who's the tech person here? Go to Amazon. So wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Search engine would mean they just type it into Google. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to go to Amazon.com. Oh, yeah. And then search on Practical Herbalist Press. Practical Herbalist Press. That's right. Ooh, and if you want to double, double, double support us that way, yep. you could go to our website first, click first. on one of the links there, then buy one of our eBooks there. Yeah. Yep. And then shop for your holiday stuff and everything else you need. That's and then right. we get referral fees for everything that you end up purchasing. So that's like so double, double support. Buy Kindles for all your kin. Load them up kin. with herbal books. Kindle. Yeah. And or maybe- get to Amazon in the first place through the Practical Herbalist website. By clicking on any Amazon, Amazon. link you see. That's right. That would website. be so a beautiful you, gift to us. If you need a Thanksgiving costume, then rather than buying one from the local Thanksgiving costume store, then there might be that. There might be that thing. It could be like a pie plate. I bought a pie plate in time for Thanksgiving last year because I needed one to make pumpkin pie. Online. So you you start from our our website and you go dancing around on there and then we get a little portion of those sales. Yes, I actually did buy one online. We have something to throw (laughs) in our swear jar. You're right. So if you want to buy a turkey costume for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and you want to do it on Amazon, why not come to our site first? Why not? Yeah. There you go. That's right. like good or a tofurkey costume. Oh, God. Oh, that's so even better. Just a square? Rectangular. Square yeah, a big rectangle. Tofu. Yeah. <laughs> rectangle with like a fan of carrots off the tail. Yeah, that's oh, exactly that's what it looks yeah. like. Nice. Yeah. I am that's an exactly. artist. Right. So how else could, could that person say uh, <laughs> that they wanted to, I wanted to help? What would you tell them? Oh, consider joining the Herbal Nerd Society. The Herbal what? The, the Herbal, herbal, herbal Nerd Society. Wow. How do I do that? <laughs> it's awesome. You go over to the Practical Herbalist website and you click on the little link at the top that says join the Herbal Nerd Society. So they go to practicalherbalist.com. Yep. And then they go look at the website, which is a cool website, by the way. It is very And cool. at the very top there, there's a little menu. And the second thing in says join the society. Yeah. You have to have a, a credit card. Yes, yes don't we don't take checks. We don't take checks. Debit. Credit or debit. Yep. Right. You yeah. can pay with credit card or you can even do PayPal and you can do your PayPal account yes. through your bank account or you can do credit card there as well. That's right. Yes. Uh, and, you know, for a little 17 cents a month. A day. A day, sorry. A day. Oh, wow. Day. Oh, wait, oh a now we're in trouble because yeah, it's no. not 17 cents a month. It's four ninety nine a month. $4.99 or, or 17 a month. cents a day. Yep. So that helps us uh, with everything that we do here from from Candace's and Sue's time and writing to my production of the podcast to uh, our servers to everything else that we do to bring the information to you. That helps. Stuff costs money, people. It does. Mm-hmm. It does cost it money. It does. It does. You know, and you know, and, and time costs money. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I have a full time uh, gig. Candace does a full time gig. So you've got a full time gig, yeah. right? So <laughs> this is just one of the gigs, and. You know, ultimately, our our, our long term dream would be that this is the gig. Yeah, that would be so. But fun. that takes time to build, and uh, so anyway. And we need your support doing so. Mm-hmm. We need your support doing so. I don't oh, want to sound like a oh, public radio station, but we need we your support. Yeah, just part. Oh, and we share the practical herbalist and real herbalism radio with your friends and family. Yes, tell them to Give tune reviews. in. Reviews, right? Tell Faith them to through tune Facebook, in. Share Instagram. It, share it. Share um, it. Mm-hmm. All of that. Share it. Man, share send it. it out. Share it with everybody you know because it's really cool. It is really cool. All right. Mm-hmm. So we had Thomas Easley in the studio. Um, that show was pre-recorded from the springtime when he was part of the Real Herbalism 
project, the free, free herbalism, herbalism project, project that Mount Rose Herbs puts on here in Eugene. He was uh, kind enough to stop by our, our studios and talk with us and have a nice conversation. I think we made him dinner that night. Yeah, yeah it was um, fun. You know, and he brought up uh, uh, the functional herbalism, which got into a whole conversation of, you know, accreditation of, you know, you know, what is an herbalist? What is this? What is that? And I thought that was a really good discussion. And, uh, and I know we were talked about that over, over dinner after we recorded. So I thought, you know, today's herb lab is all about you guys talking about functional herbalism and what that means and what it means to Thomas and how that's going to build and what you guys want to move forward with. So, um, I know I'm getting that. It's my uh, intro. This is I my was, intro. I was being, I was being no. the, the cool, the cool yeah. nag. But you blew my cover. I, yeah, I did. You know, because I'm, I'm being just my, so that y'all I'm know. My intro. Sue okay. kindly wrote just hosts with a question mark. I didn't write it up. And, and he, because and and then Patrick just blew it. I did he, blow he, it, he but flung, I know, I'm not going to take this out of the podcast. So they're it. just going to see this is herb lab. So anyway, the whole point is, is that this Great. is my intro, and then I will introduce the okay. hosts. Okay. Okay. So without further ado, here <laughs> you're your host. Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Oh, and enjoy our guest, Patrick, who has much to say about functional herbalism. Yeah. I was yeah. just yes. doing the intro. People. Come on and yeah. join. Join in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he when Thomas was here, he really got got us going and you can when you, if you haven't listened listeners that are joining us for the very first time you know go back one yeah yeah go back, go back and to, listen to podcast 116 you'll hear we we got our we got our blood up yeah it's not hard to and do a ball as you call it a ball blood in a ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a long podcast <laughs> for, for your listeners uh, sue has an interesting way of saying oil she has that lovely southern drawl. That Texas thing. The Texas I'm thing. I'm telling you what, just because y'all don't know how to talk doesn't mean I need to lower myself <laughs> to your levels. Well, you know now, mm-hmm. it sounds less friendly. It sounds less friendly? <laughs> yes, friendly. Wouldn't you say, honey, uh, we've, okay, we've, the we've Minnesota said. accent's quite friendly. They're oh, from Minnesota. It is, don't you know? <laughs> With that in mind, okay, so you had a thought and I, t- I sidetracked you, sorry. I did. Oh, yeah, oh, because we were pretty riled up about it because it's right. a big conversation. It and, is. And it, it is. hits a lot of different, what? Well, instead of it boiled is. It is. and boiled, now you went riled. Riled. <laughs> How do you would pronounce you not, it? Would it's you roiled. You roiled them up. What? No, riled, riled them. Riled them up. Riled. She. Pronounced it just okay, fine. I, you know what? I'm just going to sit back here and. No, it. you're not. I'm you're going to jump in I'm every five doodle. seconds. No, I'm going to doodle. No, you guys you're not. Uh, okay, Sue, he got you riled up. Professionals. <laughs> all right, so yeah, we got you got all riled up because it touched on a lot of different hot points. It did. I think it for did. Candace, her consistent hot point is that uh, certification can mean gentrification. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gentrification and shaping of the field by forces who don't understand medicine well the field or plants dummies are everywhere we can't prevent that but uh we don't have an herb for stupid yeah and i really and i don't well i take it and look here (laughs) i mean you could try ginkgo biloba oh we try that that, it's a mental time right well at least increase some circulation yeah okay okay so you you still can't cure stupid all right still can't cure stupid okay keep going all right so I think for me, 
I got all excited about having an option for when when somebody wants the particular type of service that I offer and to have something behind it where people know what to expect and that I the people that I work with, if they were certified in that manner, then there would be a beholden for them. And there would be, just like with medical doctors and nurses and other medical experts, they're supposed to every year get um, CMEs, sort of uh, continuing, education. continuing education, so that they are up on all the newest stuff. And I know a lot of people that you know, they just allow themselves to get lazy. Yeah. You know, what they learned yeah. back in the 70s is good enough for now. Right. And that's yeah. just not, that's not good medicine. Even what you learned back in the aughts isn't good enough. Right. Because it's changing. Yeah. It seems like yeah. what I learned last year isn't good enough. I just constant, I constantly, constantly have, and both Candace and I are very curious people. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's easier for us to continue, but other people, they just get, I think they get overwhelmed. Yeah. It's easy to get overwhelmed. And they get comfortable with what they know. So like, oh, it's always worked. So it'll always, it'll continue right. to work. But we're seeing more diversity of folks now. So the things that worked for a particular population at a certain time, there's no guarantee. We're also seeing changes in our environment and in exactly. our in our you know emotional, political, social climate. All mm-hmm. of that affects the health of the individuals in it. Yep, and it's changing. It's different than it was even ten years ago. Yeah, and the pollutants and other. Social stresses. Yes, stuff in the air. Those are changing. So that's causing different disease patterns. And the food that's available to us is different than it was even 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, so all of these things are constantly changing. You can't just rest on your laurels. Yeah. Well, just watching the news, uh, for example, before we started clinic on Sunday, the Occupy Medical Clinic, one of the nurses went through and says, okay, you know, we we had a rough, rough day in the news. The whole week was really rough, and anybody that has been sexually assaulted, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be really riled today. So when see how I said that, see, <laughs> but when they come through, when people come through, check in with every single person and ask, you know, ask how are you doing, and then right. give a, a significant pause to let them know that this is a safe place for them to talk. And we have counselors there, and those counselors were busy, and oh, yeah. we did talk about, you know, people's reactions to. Uh, you know, the things that have brought, been brought forward with, me, with the U2, the Supreme Court, with all of that stuff and people feeling very disempowered and that their their world was being stomped on. And there wasn't, to a lot of the people that we worked with, they didn't feel like there was going to be any change except for the worst. So it was, I was glad that nurse said that. And that's the, that's yeah. the kind, that's not a, a continuing education thing, but. It, but continuing education allows you to know have a greater tool set and a a modern up-to-date tool set for working with that. I mean, changing, there's a lot of changes just in the therapy fields. Oh, for sure. So how to relate to people and how to best help people. Yeah, we've learned a lot. We've definitely learned a lot. Well, just keep up, keep up with people, keep up with yourself, keep keep in contact even with yourself and how you yourself are feeling. There were a Mm -hmm. lot of people that were in the clinic that, um, uh, one of our staff, particularly, I talked with that person afterwards, and they said, "I, I that that was a kidney stone of a week. Mm-hmm. It was really, really rough, and I am super triggered. So I was really glad that we had such a supportive staff. Yeah. So that people could, you know, we were we were kind of mm-hmm. stepping back and then letting other staff, you know, tag team kind of stuff right. because of the stuff that was in the news. 
and that kind of stuff it's just as important as taking in another class. Mm-hmm. You know, it's constantly yeah. keeping your brain going. Well, I think that in many professions, you don't have to include education as part of your regular job. Like you just assume it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of professions you do. You don't necessarily need to do it. Like in the insurance industry, you don't necessarily need to do it to keep constantly getting licensed, but your industry and whichever company that you're selling with mm-hmm. will have constant changes so yeah, because trainings. yeah because yeah. they're they have to change to deal with whatever their regulations are yeah so you keep training and i think herbalists have often there are many herbalists who have thought of their profession as something that you you learned it and now you know it mm-hmm. and the reality is you learned it and you know something, but you need to keep learning yep. because you actually don't know it. Right. And after 50 years of practicing it and learning every year, you still don't know it mm-hmm. because there's always something new and a new approach or whatever. Yeah, Because you know? we don't have tiny little isolated villages that w- that the majority of us are practicing out of. So right. you need to have a, a diversity of models. And we have people come into the clinic and they say, well, I'm used to using this uh, traditional Chinese medicine formula. Do you have that? Oh, cool. <laughs> I better know something about that formula right. before that passes through my hands. <laughs> right. No, I yeah. can't. I can't sit on the in a luxurious spot where, even though I've been doing this for a couple of decades, that I know it all. I don't know. Right. I know enough to know. I don't know much. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. I will never know it all. I will never. I will never know enough. Right. Right. And I mean, honestly, I personally just love learning. Yeah. So it's a joy to be able to incorporate regular education into what I do. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that in our field, we have webinars, we have live classes, Mm -hmm. we have online live classes, we have books, Mm -hmm. and we have a large number of avenues for continuing that education. Yeah. And cross-referencing that is good. The confirmation bias that I've been struggling with for myself just... That, that's been my dilemma of the week is confirmation bias, where I have an idea of what something is. And when I'm listening, rather than listen for what the person is saying or listen mm-hmm. to what the point is, I'm listening to confirm what my preconceived idea was. Right. I just, I cannot do that. No, that's actually it's really unhealthy. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's a dangerous practice. Yeah. That's a dangerous practice because a lot of times a client or will say something that is really not part of that pattern and that Mm -hmm. something is actually the key to recognizing the proper pattern. Yeah. And yeah. So having the the background, like what, for instance, what uh, Thomas Easley was talking about, you take the class, you take the test, and then in the years to come, you're still updating and taking more classes. It's rattling and and taking you out of that comfort zone. So that you're like, oh, this is new. Here's a new way of using this plant. Ooh. Yeah, or a better understanding, like oh, here's labs that confirm the right. use of this plant, which right. is helpful. Yeah, because you may think, okay, this is a person I think I want this plant, but it could be that one. Let's look at the labs. Uh-huh. Oh, the labs show me that one is not the right one. This mm-hmm. one is the right one. Or the labs have changed. Like we mm-hmm. have, yep. we have so much more progress with the the lab work that you can get now that right. just wasn't available ten years ago. Yeah. And and we have learned also how different things when you get your standard lab work, uh, what the how those different uh, blood levels for 
whatever, I mean, calcium, magnesium, et cetera, how those integrate mm-hmm. with each other. Right. Whereas before they were seen more as isolated constituents and they're definitely not seen that way anymore. Right. So keeping up on that and what what we can do. It seems like the more um, medicine advances and the more technology advances, the more it points to, oh, the systems are more complicated than we thought. Yeah. You know, right. Which is, that's, that's, the, yes. that's our wheelhouse. As yeah. herbalists, that's our wheelhouse. Like, oh, yeah, I told you. Yeah. And of course, exactly. we would never be so immature as to say, I told you. Never. No, because we'd say, I told you so. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. Use the full phrase. The full phrase. <laughs> and then put your jaw like this. Mm-hmm. And relish it as you say it, like I you're enjoying you so. a fine whiskey. Perhaps shake your head a little bit. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's, that's how we do it, because that's how we rock it. Now, a word from Thomas Easley about the Journal of Functional Herbalism. The Journal of Functional Herbalism is a free online journal promoting the integration of traditional Western herbalism, clinical nutrition, and functional medicine. It's published by the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine, and you can find the Journal of Functional Herbalism at functionalherbalism.com. Well, what are some other things from that interview that that kind of caught you a bit? Well, one of the things I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we'll see over the next decade or so is schools like Thomas's, where they have a really strong set of clarity, uncompromising clarity about what he expects his students to know, mm-hmm. providing, you know, being able to do tests and certifying and hopefully moving, I'm hoping moving into a place where they can get like accredited. Mm-hmm. So like like as universities are. Right. So that we start to see, because that, that was the structure that they had way back when, mm-hmm. you know, 100 years ago, that was the structure that was destroyed by modern medicine. And I want to see that rebuilt because I think we can see some really, that would be a really good way for herbalists to have accreditation or a license, as it were, mm-hmm. but not really a license, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A paper that right. says, hey, I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I have a, I, I'm, you know, I have a respect, respectable amount of knowledge about how this works and experience and practice. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping to see that. I don't really personally want to see it at a government level because I don't want to see that's where the gentrification comes in. That's, mm-hmm. I don't want to see herbalism become something that you it's shaped by health insurance, mm-hmm. that health insurance decides how we practice and what herbs we do or don't give. And I don't want to see the government making those choices about, you know, saying, oh, well, it's not important to learn this set of skills. You only want to learn that set of skills. Mm -hmm. They're all important skills. And one of the things I think is beautiful about the herbal field is that right now you can choose a wide variety of how how to pick your herbs, as it were. Um, Mm -hmm. There are people that are like the Chinese system and they, they use Chinese herbs and they use the formulas and they understand that system and that works really well for them. Mm -hmm. There are people that, you know, really like the lab work and the science and they get down to the chemical constituents and they can look at, you know, somebody's labs and, and that, that is the tools they love. And both of those two should be allowed to practice, but a state body is unlikely to say, oh yeah, we're going to have everybody test on Chinese herbs and that system. Everyone's going to test on labs and that system. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to test on traditional Western Ayurveda, all of that. You know, We're not well, going to see that kind of level of licensing. 
we've got, we already have, I mean, the TCM practitioners, they're kind of our gateway. Like we do have insurance paying for acupuncture. Right. We do, particularly for um, addiction services, um, we do have mm-hmm. insurance paying for, in, in um, I believe it is in Illinois, there's a clinic, a TCM clinic that works outside of a hospital. Mm-hmm. So, and it doesn't mean that the person that is the practitioner can only learn that one way, but for within the confines of that clinic, that's, this is what they use. And right. I kind of do that in my clinic. There are things that I use with my uh, private consulting with people that come to me privately. And then there, there's certain print ways that I work with just in the clinic. Right. Yeah. And I don't think there's a problem with herbalists having flexibility. Right. I just don't want to see the government or the insurance companies telling us this is the, the, the areas that are okay to learn for licensing. And that's the only important stuff because there will be the swath of people like the people that, for instance, are traditional Western herbalists like Matthew Wood, Mm -hmm. you know, is he going to get a license? I mean, I don't know about Matthew Wood personally. Maybe he reads labs and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, does every herbalist have to learn traditional Western and Ayurveda and TCM and labs mm-hmm. and whatever well, see, then, and But that's a different conversation. If, you're, if you are an herbalist and you're working in a hospital and you're getting insurance, then there are certain things you have to do. There are these bare bones you have to do. If you're working privately, like we always have been and always will be as well, you you have a different gamut that you work with. And that's assuming we don't have state board licensing. When you start getting into state board licensing, then those of us, those folks who didn't get the license through the state mm-hmm. could be at risk of practicing herbalism without a license. Just like one cannot practice medicine without a license, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know. You can't diagnose or treat. Well, yeah, I, exactly. I think I'm not sure that I see it. It, we not we need to make sure that it isn't limited in that way. But I think one of the catches, and this is really weird for me to say this, but it's true, I think, is you look at a pharmacy, look at all the herbs that are OTC. Mm-hmm. Th- we didn't have, when I was growing up, you wouldn't find turmeric at, uh, at right. a pharmacy when I was growing up. Now you can. Right, you can I, buy it right off the shelf, and for that OTC, it's seeing those herbs is over the counter, just right. like no one's gonna set, tell you. Well, a doctor can prescribe aspirin, therefore you can't use aspirin right. on your own. Of course you can. Right. You, yes, you can, and you could talk to somebody to say, "Well, I, I, you know, I've got some liver problems. Should I continue to use this this aspirin?" Like, well, ooh, that's a good conversation. Right. That OTC, that over-the-counter medication thing, guarantees the fact that that there is pharmacies that sell that kind of stuff, and it's available in grocery stores and health food stores. Sure, that that is a setup that makes it available for all of us to have access to that stuff. The fact that we have grocery stores, well, you know, you can't say, okay, now turmeric's yeah. illegal. Right. You no, know, obviously, and carrots. Obviously, and- <laughs> home herbalists will be able to keep practicing as they want. Yep. But I think it would be a real shame if the only way you are allowed to practice to practice and get paid to practice as an herbalist is through a very narrow bandwidth, mm-hmm. which is what will happen if a state licensing is starts to be required. If we start moving into that territory, then we are going to narrow the field significantly. 
Maybe. Or we'll widen it. I highly doubt that that will happen. I just highly doubt it because the funding and the money isn't going to pay you know, the big pharma and all the, all the things that the capitalistic nature of it, I think, is unlikely to say, oh, now you can take you can take state licensing and you'll be licensed uh, as an herbalist that uses traditional methods or you could be licensed as an herbalist that uses scientific methods or an herbalist that uses some other methods, mm-hmm. native healing or whatever. I mean. My concerns are right now, herbalism is a field where many, many different types of people who understand plants, people, Mm -hmm. healing, health in different ways can all come together and we can talk a common language and we can all use the tools that are best for us. Mm -hmm. And then we can walk away and each have our own practices and the reason that you choose chamomile for someone might be this different than the reason I would choose, but we still choose that same herb for that person, and ultimately it helps that person. Mm, right. And it's okay for you to use your thinking the way that you think, mm. and it's okay for me to use my thinking the way that I think, and we both arrived at a conclusion that works, and it's okay. Right. The healing. Yeah. Yeah. When you start looking at standardized testing, which is essentially what licensing is, it's hard for them to get the whole gamut of all the different fields. Yeah, well, they definitely can't. But they do have certain tests. If you're a a doctor, if you're going to be a GP, or if mm -hmm. you're going to be an oncologist, or if you're going to be a dermatologist or whatever, there's a whole bunch of different things available. And there are people that, you know, I remember when naturopaths, that came around, there were a Mm -hmm. lot of herbalists that were saying, oh, well, this is it. We're not going to have herbalists anymore because we have these doctor herbalists walking around and they're going to change the whole field and, you know, whatever. And I also remember in the 70s when nurse practitioners, it used to be just nurses and then there were doctors. Mm -hmm. And what we, what everybody knows about nurses is they do a hell of a lot more than many doctors do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They're more involved in direct patient care. Exactly. So having that place where there was like a, a ground in between a nurse and a, and a practitioner, the nurse practitioner, doctors were saying, well, that's it. No, right. There goes the neighborhood. Right. You know, now it's all going to be the wacky prescriptions and, and that's it. And other people were saying, okay, well, like, you know, mm-hmm. it, both sides, the conversations needed to happen just as this conversation needs to happen. Right. But there I, were a I, lot of schools and a lot of, there's a lot of establishment that mm-hmm. has been able to be a part of that creation of the the governing structures there yeah herbalism doesn't have that same structure we don't have the foundation we don't that's why i'm saying there that's why i'm saying i'm hoping over the next you know decade or so we start seeing schools like thomas's we start seeing a lot more schools that are moving into the place where you go there and you can get a a, a, a accreditation essentially you can get an accredited certificate or whatever you want to call a degree as it were Mm -hmm. from those schools that that spell out clearly and without compromising this is what the curriculum is this is right. what's required you know and there in are terms consequences of if you make errors a couple yes. um, yeah. listeners that have been listening to our show for a while remember that we had a herb lab after amanda dilday mm-hmm. had her podcast and we talked about exactly that how there are all these people that they were making grievous social errors and hurting yes. people and there's so what there's no there's no herbal body that stood behind the community and said, okay, you made that mistake and there has to be a way of 
A, fixing it, and B, making sure that it is not duplicated. Right. But what do we have? Right. You know, just have Thomas Easley, would they have a, a standards of, of behavior? Ethical standards? Right. I don't know. But at I least he's... So. I, he's I, the I, kind of guy that would. Well, and, and the way I look at it is that we have a lot to rebuild. We had all of that. Yeah. A hundred years ago, a century ago, we had all of that. Mm-hmm. And... It was dismantled in favor of the modern medical system we currently have. So we did it before and do it again. So we need to rebuild all of that infrastructure before we can get to the point where I feel we could actually have state or federal licensing for herbalists. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, a hundred years from now, the phrase "don't say you can't you can't suggest that herb because that's practicing herbalism without a license" mm-hmm. may be an okay phrase. Mm-hmm. But today, I don't think it is. And in 10 years, I still don't think it's likely to be because of what we have to build just to get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, technically at home, when little Johnny comes to mom and says, oh, I don't feel good. My stomach's upset and I'm too hot. And mom gets out the thermometer and says, oh, you have a fever. You might be coming down with the flu. She's just diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But we can't say that because saying that she diagnosed is practicing medicine without a license. But to say for mom to say, oh, you've got a fever, you might be coming down with the flu. Here's the medicine I'm going to give you, whatever that looks like. It could be an over-the-counter drug from, you know, big pharma or it could be an herb, whatever. You know, technically. There's there's protections for that because like mom's not getting paid to do that. No, mom's so not getting paid to do that. The, you know, sadly, capitalism r- runs everything here. Yes. So mom, yes. mom can say whatever she wants, mm-hmm. but and she and mom can diagnose her kid all she likes. Mm-hmm. She can't write a prescription for it, but she can certainly. Technically, she can't. But if mom writes to her college age kid who says, "Mom, I'm this is what I'm feeling," and she mm-hmm. writes, "Oh, in an email." Oh, you could be coming down with the flu. Try A, B, or C. She's just prescribed something. But she's not getting paid for it. So that's what that's where the thing is. It's like, a, for example, with Health Information Act, the HIPAA Act that everybody else throws around. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody says, oh, you you destroyed my, my uh, um, health insurance protection. It's not health insurance protection, although it feels like you destroyed my privacy and you said this thing. Like, the thing that HIPAA comes back with, number one thing is, do you have electronic medical records? And you say, no, I do not. They're like, oh, okay, well, then we don't even know how this conversation. That's that's okay. that's the way it goes. Yeah, these I little, mean, it's, it's all run by money. Mom's yes. not a threat to any doctor. Mom's not a threat, but an herbalist, if they say, suggest that, uh, suggest the idea of a mm-hmm. diagnosis and then tell someone to take an herb that could be misconstrued because they're getting paid for it because they're getting paid for right. it and that's yeah. the difference and if mom's neighbor's kid has the same thing happen and the neighbor comes over and says oh, i saw little johnny got really well really fast what'd you do oh here's tea mm-hmm. oh i just had you how about i give you five bucks for that okay now mom's just gotten paid for diagnosing and prescribing Maybe. I mean, I honestly, I these are really that. far-fetched They're examples. They're totally far-fetched. And we're, we're but looking my, at fear-based but mentality my, my right point here. But is, we have to have a conversation about My it. point is that as herbalists, we look at a client. Mm-hmm. We have to call them a client. We cannot call them a patient because calling them a patient is practicing medicine without a license. And I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I look at a client or mm-hmm. we herbalists look at a client and we say, oh, you know, your your tongue is 
really, really red. And, you know, you've got these other set of symptoms that indicates you could be having some inflammation in your your heart and your digestive system. Mm -hmm. So here's some herbs that you could try using. And we have to be careful about how we even language it. We've just looked at someone, come up with a conclusion, and then suggested a potential course of action, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what a doctor does. But we are not licensed, so we have to be really, really, really careful about what we say and how we say it. Mm -hmm. And we never, ever tell somebody to try anything. Mm -hmm. We don't even tell them to try a better diet because that's kind of a prescription. I mean, you could say it starts, that's where you start getting into the weird areas. Well, that's when you need to go to, go to your state and look at what the rules are because mm-hmm. there's yeah. different rules and different, yeah. you know, and, I mean, if, you're, and, if you're a professional herbalist, you should definitely have read those rules. Right. And it, it is wise just to be careful anyway. Yes. And the reality is, you know, as an herbalist, unless you really did go to med school and are actually a doctor, you do need to be really careful mm-hmm. about what you suggest. Well, you hell, the doctors need to be really careful too. They and they get into huge, yeah, huge and, trouble. And, and everyone should watch the way they talk. Yeah, no matter yeah. what. I mean, one of the nice things about being an herbalist is, yeah, there's restrictions. You can't say this. You can't say that. But we are more consent based than mm-hmm. the standard medical society. Right. We have yes. we have to say we have to say here are some options. I mean, right. We are very yes. patient centered. Yes. Yes. We're not doing a commanding thing at yeah. all. That's and I think off that's a really important part of our field. Yep. So I'm not entirely against the fact that we can't call them patients and we can't diagnose and we can't prescribe mm-hmm. because I think it helps with the humility, which is one of the pieces that I don't think, I think the medical profession has lost that. Mm. And I think part of where they lost it was in all the capitalistic stuff that's happened you know yep and what happens um when we have uh when i think of somebody who's starting to walk down a a rocky road Mm -hmm. where i start getting nervous it's it's the arrogance yeah humility is always is the first step yeah humility is is key and Mm -hmm. that's where i get frustrated too i kind of you know i kind of wish doctors weren't allowed to prescribe herbs because they often don't know they really don't have a good grounding in herbalism. I wish that what they could do or I wish that what the insurance would allow them to do is to have doctors consult, have a consulting herbalist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we have in my clinic. <laughs> and then the doctor can prescribe whatever herbs the herbalist and doctor agree makes mm-hmm. sense for that patient, you know, that don't interfere with whatever pharmaceuticals well, or other therapies the doctor's also prescribing. The doctors in my clinic, but, they don't prescribe any herbs, but what they right. do say is, you here is your health plan. You need to mm-hmm. go talk to an herbalist to get some recommendations, and right. that's a totally different thing. And, and that a would doctor be... w- won't prescribe, with a few exceptions, a certain diet. There are diets that can be part of prescription, right. but for the most part, it's like, man, you you, you got to stop eating them hamburgers. That is yeah. not doing you any good, friend. Yeah. Or your blood glucose is through the roof. Right. No, this let's talk let's yeah. talk about this. So there there's prescription for stuff and then there's just I I got some suggestions for you. And right. there's lots of stuff that is um allopathic medicine that is actually herbs. 
and has been for a long, long, long time. Yes. We talked about yeah. uh, gentian blue before. Yeah, yeah. And we, of course, aloe band- like as in bandages and yes. You know, well, and there's and- stuff like I know there's a a, um, a valerian derivative that's used for treating anxiety and seizure disorders. Mm-hmm. You know. It's really Plant, yeah, it's a, it's valerian. The, yeah. It's a now a synthesized version of valerian or mm-hmm. a part of valerian. It's not the whole plant, right? But it's a part of it. Yeah, and, and as most, we're getting better at biochemistry, you'll see more of that showing up all the time. Well, most of our pharmaceuticals are from plants. Are plant derivatives? <laughs> yep. They're isolated constituents from plants, mm-hmm. usually at this point that have been synthesized. Yep. But really, it still comes from plants. Yep. You know. Yeah, yeah. I remembered the um, when the Pacific U, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff yeah. for cancer. Yes, um, the Taxol, and people were, oh my gosh, you can use this and it'll treat you. And and our harvesting of all of those trees right. endangered the trees. So in yeah. that case, turning it to a synthesized product is actually much much better. Right. For at least us in the Pacific Northwest, we like having those trees around us. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. So and there's that's, a, there's there's the price to be paid, and there's some luxury. Yeah, and that's another one where I kind of think, well, it would have been good for the medical folks who were doing that to have had a much stronger grounding in traditional herbalism because I bet you you was really clearly appropriate for a swath of the people Mm -hmm. they used it for, and there was probably something different that would have been better for a swath of the people. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't have to have relied just on you. You know what I mean? Right. You know, that's, I think that's one of the things that ends up happening is people think, oh my God, oh, turmeric, it's like a godsend or, oh, golden seal, it's a godsend. It's Mm -hmm. good for everything. Everybody should use it. Right. You know, and the next thing you know, the plants, yeah, (laughs) the the next thing you know, the plant is over harvested and at risk or endangered. And has been used poorly for so long. And then people lose their faith in herbal medicine. Well, I, I took this for my depression it didn't work well, yeah. which type of depression do you have and which yeah. plant did you use it for oh. because there's a variety yeah no wonder it didn't work <laughs> you know? yeah uh, right tool right right problem yeah, yeah. there's that this is a bigger conversation than i think we can deal with and no it's an ongoing conversation this is something we should be talking about and we for the next few decades yep Definitely will as it as it turns. Well, we want to thank Thomas Easley for talking with us again mm-hmm. and for inspiring this conversation that we're having. And uh, if you're interested in continuing continuing education, he certainly does have a lovely number of webinars that you can mm-hmm. do. That I apparently yeah. will be putting into the links of this of the show notes. Yes. And remember, y'all, you check go to our website and you will see the the show notes for. Th- the individual podcasts and please look at them because i've been putting a lot of work into those <laughs> so there's just links there and information and, and instead of just listening then you can listen and then do something active find out more yeah. about these different plans so uh we appreciate you spending some time with us and as always, always put, put an herb, herb on it, it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast 
or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.